Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Thanks for joining me on New Books Network Fantasy and Adventure Channel. I'm your host, Gabrielle Matthew. I'm the author of the Historical Fantasy Falcon series. Two books available, third one coming up. You can find out more about me and my work on my website, which is gabriellematthew.com, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. M-A-T-H-I-E-U dot com. Today I'll be talking about a science fiction book from new author Ryan Weiser. The book is part of the Hunters of Infinity series. And it starts off with The Glass Blade, first book in the series. Here's my review about it, which will introduce you to the heroine of the book, Jessup. Lean, mean, and a fighting machine. That could describe lovely Jessup, psychologically and physically scarred at the hands of a former infinity hunter with a catchy name of Falco Bane. Jessup plots her way into joining the all-male fraternity of the infinity hunters, waiting to rescue them at an opportune moment, and then accompanying wounded and noble Cole back to the glass blade, where the hunters spent their spare time wearing black uniforms, practicing fighting in a place called the pit, and worrying about Falco, who was once one of them and is now their worst enemy. Soon, Cole's hazel gold eyes and kind manner work on Jessup, who becomes his bed partner as well as sparring partner. Or does Jessup have a more sinister motivation? Ryan Weiser keeps us guessing about Jessup, along with Cole and his mentor. I'll read a short excerpt from the book. The setting is a seedy bar where Jessup is waiting and observing for the best time to intervene. She's watching the Infinity Hunters. Her plan is to save them and then be invited to join them or at least get back to their base where she can make more headway. So here she is watching. They were good, better than most she had ever seen. But there were simply too many iron, and she was uncertain what odds the hunters, especially the young one, had fought against before. With every deflection and assault, a new attack came down upon him. It seemed two against thirteen was an impossible fight for them to win without suffering serious harm. The young hunter was flung back against the bar as two iron wrestled his strong arms back, a third moving towards him with a blade. Jessup knew she had little time to make her move. She leaped from her seat, charging swiftly towards the iron set on impaling the young hunter. To the cloaked 
disciple shock, she hooked her arm under his neck and kicked his feet out from underneath him. As he stumbled, she wrenched the blade from his grip. With a heavy throw, she lodged a small weapon expertly into the chest of one of the assailants holding the young hunter's arms back. The hunter tore a surprised gaze from her to the dying Arn clinging to him, gargling blood. He shoved his attacker to the ground before gruffly elbowing the other man holding him, bloodying the Arn's nose before striking him in the chest. The Arn fell forward as the hunter grabbed the bottle from the bar and beat it over the man's head. As the glass shattered and liquor spurted across the bloodied floor, Jessup couldn't help but think him resourceful. He shot Jessup a grateful, if not confused, glance before grabbing his blade from the ground and continuing his fight. She watched him as he clashed with the fanatics. He moved with skill and grace, his star glass blade traveling silently through the air. The hunter's blades were forged with the pressurized sediment left over from star formations. The blades appeared as glass, each slightly different in color, but were harder than any material found in Daharia. The young hunter's sword was entirely transparent, crystal clear from base to deadly tip. It was beautiful. She kept her eyes on him while still easily deflecting any attack against her. Thirteen Arn against two hunters was too many. Thirteen against two hunters and her was just fine. She grabbed the shoulder of one Arn and quickly spun him around. He stared at her with shock. What are you doing? She didn't answer him. To see a woman intervene in the Nazgul fight would be a surprise to any. So I'm going to have Ryan on the show shortly. I'd like to tell you a little about her before welcoming her. She completed her bachelor's in sociology and sociolegal studies before going on to complete her master's in experimental psychology. Having been raised in Africa and educated across multiple countries, Ryan has a passion for travel and an interest in diverse cultures. She currently resides in Wyoming with her husband, where she's writing her next book. To keep up with her in a series, you can visit her on her website. It's ryanweiserbooks.com. Her first name is R-Y-A-N. Her last name is W-I-E-S-E-R books.com. And now we're going to welcome Brian on the show. Hi, Ryan, and thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi, Gabrielle. Thank you for having me. So one reviewer compared Glassblade to Star Wars. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, while I definitely would take any parallels drawn between my work and what is arguably the most popular sci-fi story today as a compliment, I have to say that once you delve into the Glassblade, you see the two stories are really nothing alike. There are so many incredible sci-fi stories featuring strong protagonists, soldiers, wars, space battles. The whole space opera genre really amazes me. And that while I think Star Wars has been an incredible phenomena that drew light onto the genre, some comparisons might be made just because of how famous the franchise is and how relatively unrecognized other work in the genre has been for such a time. Well, it is definitely probably the most famous franchise, as you say. And your book, Glassblade, uh, is about Jessup, a woman who wants to be a hunter. Some aspects of what Jessup experiences as a woman while with the Infinity Hunters 
reminded me of real-life stories from women in elite institutions such as West Point. Do you have strong feelings about the inclusion of women in all military roles? No, my husband is actually active duty in the U.S. military, and we've had a lot of conversations about the role of women in armed forces. And I think there's a lot of speculation about the women's place, not just in the military, but in the world. As a firm believer in equality, I think I chose to write a warrior role for a female character because the physicality and outward strength can be reflective of an inner power, a capability, and a resilience. Speaking about physical power, I did notice the fight sequences were written with extra relish. What is your experience with competitive combat sports? Yeah, I mean, martial arts is not only an incredible fitness opportunity for the body, but an excellent workout for the mind and soul. And while what I write has this aggressive flair, in reality, I'm a firm believer in appreciating martial arts through respect, training, and control. Many members of my family have trained for a long time in differing martial arts, myself included. And a message I hope to get across by the end of the series is that knowing how to fight is not the same as knowing when to fight, and that there's a responsibility to always try the peaceful path first, even for literary characters. Mm-hmm. That. That's true, and that's good to get across. Well, your heron, Jessup, has many special talents. She can see in the darkness, and she's more comfortable in the dark. Do you think that reflects her essentially secretive nature? He's very observant. Uh, yes, I liked the idea of establishing physical qualities that might be representative of an inner nature. Her comfort in the dark, her references to the shadows, her environmental preferences, these are all insights into an inner state of being. Revenge seems to be a strong motivator for your protagonist, as well as other main characters in the novel, which will be part of a series. Will there be moments of reconciliation and forgiveness in the books to come? Honestly, Probably not in the way readers might want. You know, the story is one of retribution. And while there are moments of forgiveness, the books stay pretty true to the initial theme of revenge, I think. Okay. So she'll try it a peaceful way, but it's not always going to work. Exactly. (laughs) One thread that runs through Glassblade is perception versus reality. For instance, while Jessup is seen as an excellent fighter, the true depth of her powers are unknown, even to her closest friend in the Infinity Hunters, who's the heartthrob Cole. Is that something that you've experienced in your life as well? I think people definitely put up walls to protect their private persona from their public persona. We all put forward you know, an image of ourselves we want the world to see, whether that's out of insecurity or self-preservation, a strong sense of privacy, or any other motivating factors. You know, um, actually, I never volunteer the fact that I'm a writer to people I encounter in my day-to-day life because it's a very private part of my life and I'm attached to my work. And it's a skill set and a passion that I'm still nurturing and growing. So in a sense, I, I, you know, I think I can relate to that idea. Okay. Uh, one last question. The Infinity Hunters are protectors of Daharia, which is the world, I guess, where your story takes place. And I'm wondering, what does Daharia need to be protected from? Yeah, so while the hunters are originally seen as being sort of like Daharian police, we learn later on of their role in a much bigger war and what their power really means. But I can't actually say too much without giving away the second or third book. Well, are you working on that second part now, or what are you working on these days? I'm currently in the editing process right now. So the the work is pretty much completed, but we have some fine-tuning. Well, congratulations, and thanks for making time to chat with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. 
Thanks for joining us today in New Books in Fantasy and Adventure for my interview with Ryan Weiser, the author of The Glass Blade. Again, you can find out more about her on her website, ryanweiserbooks.com. I'm Gabrielle Matthew, the author of the Historical Fantasy Falcon series. You can follow me on Twitter to get updates about new podcasts and more. My handle is at Gabrielle Author. Again, my first name is G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. And join me in April when we switch from a somewhat darkish science fiction to a fantasy of manners with author Patrice Serif. Till then, goodbye. Thank you.